Hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day because I know I am because today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. You know, I have to say, you know, I was creative today. Uh, for the first time in I don't know how many years, I've, I've showered with the, well, not for the, well, in a, in a hot second, I've showered with the garden hose because what happened was our water pump went out and it's kind of a bummer and you can't take things for granted. You know, you take hot water granted and you take running water for granted. And that's one thing that I found out. And so I was innovative or I don't know what that word is, but creative. And I said, okay, let's figure something out, <laughs> you know? So I was, I did shower with the garden hose uh, for the first time in a hot minute. It was very exciting. It brought back uh, good memories and some not so good memories. But we look at that and we look at the prayer and that prayer aspect. You know, so many of us think that, um, <clears throat> you know, so many of us think that, you know what, hot water or even running water is like a necessity or it's like we don't even look at the fact of you know running water and how we utilize it so much and even the simplest things you know just saying prayer thank you for having even a cold shower or you know with the garden hose thank you uh is important it's very impactful because it makes a difference because you're more thankful for having the little things in life so that is the focal point is we're going to be talking about prayer and overcoming in our studying of overcoming an anxious mind. So with this in mind, let's dive in or let's dive in with a word of prayer. And then after the prayer, we're going to be in first Peter chapter five, verses six. All right. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. You know, we thank you for having water, you know, running water. It doesn't matter if it's cold water or hot water or um, we just pray that uh, that water, we take things that for granted, Lord. You know, we look at the people on the other side of the world that don't, that might don't, that might not have running water, Lord. You know, we just pray that um, this is a humbling experience, especially for me. Um, we just pray that you are a sovereign God. Lord, and I just pray for a wonderful time I had with you last night, Lord. Just taking that time and just being in prayer with you. May you guide and protect us as we go out into this day and that we can just, you can protect our men and women on the front lines. May you continue to bless and give us the courage to minister to others. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. And it states, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Man, is this a complete God moment or what? <clears throat> Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Hum humble yourselves because this whole, like for instance, this whole water situation, you know, that, you know, you can, we can go around and say, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, I have running water. How about you? And, you know, and we kind of, like we, I started off, it's a complete God moment stating that, you know, we need to humble ourselves, you know, for the things that we have and even for our lives. You know, a lot of us, when things go 
good in our lives. We tend to get a little bit prideful and we tend to get a little bit um, above ourselves. And anyway, we're not. You know, um, like for instance, if you go to Uganda, they're always humble. Well, some people are humble, especially in those tent cities and those tribal communities. They're humble because they have nothing. And, well, I shouldn't say that. They have, they do have something, and that is God. They have God, and they rely upon Him 24-7 for the, little, for the littlest things in life. And I like to apologize for my words. I don't know why I can't speak properly but um it's so it's interesting um and then we like verse 7 states casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you jesus christ cares for you god cares for you because he loves you you know he loves you even if you have to shower with the garden hose even if you have to go out a, a little bit of a ways and you know take a shower or even bathe in the river he still cares for you and God cares for you even if you make mistakes. You know, even if you are as a wicked person, he still cares for you. But the drop, but the iron, not the irony, but the caveat to it is if he cares for you, that means you have to, you know, you love him and that you want what's best for him. And that means you're going to be more obedient unto him and that you're going to be changing your ways. That's the caveat upon if he cares for you and he cares for you. And then Psalms 34, verses 4, or verses four it states, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Amen. And amen. I sought the Lord. I pleaded unto God, and he heard me. Even in our moments of anxiety, our moments of worry, it's so important to call upon him. It's so worry, so important to cry and plead unto him. And that God hears every single of your prayers. But there's something that he always cares for. And there's something that he always answers. And he always delivers. Which is out of fear. God will deliver you out of fear. One, one way or the other. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Excuse me. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 24 through 30, or verse 28 through 30, it states, Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. And amen. So pretty much, we should always lean onto God. We should always be dependent upon Him, even in our moments of anxiety, our moments of fears. Because God will deliver you upon Him. He will deliver you out of those times. Amen. And amen. And so, with all the verses together, with all like what I've shared, there is a point of prayer that always comes back to prayer. So how do we put the prescription that we talked about yesterday, which is uh, be anxious for nothing. How do we put that and in um, and the problem of anxiety so that be anxious for nothing into action? I mean, how do we? Through prayer. 
That is the answer, is through prayer. Through prayer, we can, um, through prayer, we can allow the prescription, uh, be anxious for nothing, to go in effect, you know, through prayer and through humbleness. And here's how Paul laid it out. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Paul pivoted from don't do this to do that. Don't be worried. Don't be worrisome. Don't be anxious. Do this. Go into prayer. Surround yourselves with godly men and women during times of trouble. When you feel the anxious, when you feel anxiety, turn on Christian music or go into prayer. And if the problem anxiety, if the problem is anxiety, then the solution is substituting something um, in its place. It's like God's replacement therapy. The cure of worry is to re redirect your energy and replace your anxiety with prayer. And the Bible gives this process a name, casting. Amen and amen. You're probably familiar with the verse... The word comes from 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon God. Care in that verse is related to the same Greek word um, we already looked at is merumanu. I am not good with Greek at all, <laughs> so I do apologize. Which refers to thoughts that divide the mind. When you cast your cares on God, you bring unity to your mind by focusing on his ability to take care of you, for he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7, as the message puts that verse, live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. And when you cast your worry on God, you have to do it wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, not when you feel like it. Not when you're like, oh man, I'm really depressed. You know, now I'm really in a bad spot. I'm going to give that time. But then when things go are good for you, you kind of step back. You got to do it full. You got to all in or all out. That's my whole thing. You either are all in with God and what he has in store for you, or you're all out because there's no halfway. That's called being muke warm. You don't want to be muke warm for you. You know, this kind of, before we continue on, we, you know, if God, you know, God loves you, that's it. He wants you to be on fire for him. He doesn't want you to be cold. Now, you can't be half fire and half cold because that leads a very unhealthy relationship. And that kind of ends in a, not an abusive relationship, but that ends in a, uh, yeah, unbalanced relationship. Because if you truly love God, you're going to be on fire for him by, by being obedient unto his commands. And you're going to be on fire for him. And you want to share the word and the gospel to people that do not know who he is. While if you're going to be cold for God, you're just not you're going to be uh, committing blasphemy against his name. You're going to be doing the opposite of what God commands you to do. Now, when you face judgment, that might be a different story. Then you're going to be wondering, why, oh Lord, am I not getting to heaven? Well, God is going to say, well, look what you've done. You know, look what you've done on earth. 
you know, unlike your brother who is giving, um, who accepted me as my, accepted me as his Lord and Savior, that I sent his son and that he acknowledged that I sent his son to die on the cross and that he accepted that and that he changed his life and that he served me and therefore I allowed him to serve others through me. Unlike you, which you did all the things, you went to church, you did everything, and but when times came about, you didn't rely upon me. When I, when you needed me the most, you decided to look upon another area. Therefore, I'm going to only judge you on your works that you did on earth, and that you're not going to receive everlasting life. You're just going to receive a certain hell. And see, and that's the thing that we have to stray away from because none of us want to go in hell whether we whether we like it or not a lot of people think that hell is temporary no hell is for everlasting you know we will once you go there there's no way of going out once you go to hell you are in there for good and that's the fact jack and that's why we have to be wholeheartedly we have to be all in through god we have to be all in with god so when you skip a rock over the surface of a lake, for instance, you don't look at where it sinks, where it sank. None of us do because that's, that's just a waste of time. Thinking, um, look where it sank. Thinking, I'll go back for it later. It's gone. So let it go. Prayer is like taking off the burden of, say, a heavy backpack and tossing it before the Lord. We ask him to handle our issues, to help us handle them. We take a moment to breathe, uh, to breathe him in and remind ourselves of who he is, that God truly can do all things. He can take this depression away. He can take this anxiety away, that depression backpack, the anxiety backpack. Let me throw it upon the Lord and let me take that deep breath, knowing that he will take care of it. That I am that if I try to take care of it, it will never work out. So, why is that prayer the first thing that we should do? Often ends up being the last thing we try. We finally get to a point where we say, "There's nothing left but uh, to do but pray." But that's where we should have started back when the issue began. When we worry first. Um, when we worry first rears its head, we need to cast it away like a hot potato. Here's God. Um, here, God, it's all yours. And keep doing that all along the way. When you face trials, when you face tribulations, when you feel when you face that the when you face that the anxiety is getting to you, go into prayer right away. Don't wait until the last second. Because that last second is going to be at a breaking point, And we don't want that at that moment. With this in mind, let's dive in with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together, Lord. We thank you that you can cast all things. That we pray that we can truly cast all things unto you. Because you will take care of it, Lord. Help us to be humble through everything. Help us to be obedient unto your word. Help us to be um, loving upon you during the midst of tribulant times. Lord, when we face 
anxiety, when we face worries, or when we face fears, Lord, when that starts creeping into our mind, help us to resort to prayer first. Help us to call upon you the very first thing before we do anything else, Lord. And let that prayer be the first thing, not the last thing. Because I can change our lives. I can change the course of our lives. May you guide us and protect us as we go out into this day. So that when we cross that and so when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.